Today on the show, Radical Ones, let's get lost with the Robinson family with 1998's Lost in Space. Robot is online, reviewing primary directive. It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Oh, oh, oh. Did I do that? Good morning, Charlie. Uh-huh. Daddy would have gotten us Uzi. The power is yours. Get down, honey, get down. Yeah. And look, I won't go far, okay? If the apocalypse comes, beat me. your fire. I'm a My human. Name is Grace Jones. Thunder. Thunder. So if anyone asks you, you ain't heard it from me. No, you have. No more room in hell. The dead will walk here. from North Wales. Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, it is I, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with Rob, the movie geek himself, for another episode of the podcast. Hi, everyone. Okay, Rob, today's movie is Lost in Space, of course. A movie adaptation of the 60s cult classic TV show. The film focuses on the Robinson family who undertake a voyage to a nearby star system to begin large-scale migration from a soon-to-be uninhabitable Earth, but are thrown off course and must try to find their way home. We're lost, aren't we? Their position is uncharted. That's not one of ours. I'm detecting motion behind you. Their enemies are unknown. Evil. So my quarters are yours. Why don't you just hang on to your joystick? Warning! Warning! Their survival is uncertain. Give me an excuse to kill you. The Robinson family will travel. I wonder what it'll be like to jettison your body into deep space. Do they have a name for what's wrong with you? Wait up, wait! Beyond the frontiers of adventure. Cool. To find their way home. Get us airborne. Hang on! Lost in space. Off camera, I found out that this movie was Rob's first DVD, and I think I just need to start with that, and I loved it, and I want to know your history with this movie. So, when I bought this movie, it was my first DVD player, and I didn't buy it immediately when the DVDs were made, right? I think DVDs were made like in 96, 95, something like that, and I didn't buy it right away. So, when this one came out, this was an opportunity for me to finally buy a DVD player. It was very, very cheap and generic and basic. There was not many features to it. I think it was a Toshiba. And but gigantic, right? It was huge. Actually, it wasn't. It was very slim, but not, not as Ooh. not as small as what you would see today. But it actually wasn't a gigantic like stereo audio box or anything. It was it was actually decent. Oh, 
That's great. I, I bought that because I probably had seen the movie not too long before. And Target was really big on their DVD section. And I told myself every Tuesday when new releases come out, I'm going there and I'm going to buy everything. And so my first movies were Lost in Space, Austin Powers, and Austin, um, yep. Twister. And Twister, by the way, was actually one of the very first DVDs ever made. I did not know that. Yeah. I believe on this list was also The Mask. <laughs> but for me, I couldn't wait. Like, when The Mask came out, I bought the VHS, and I was like, I don't have a DVD player, I don't care. So I bought the VHS. But, yeah, those were my three titles, and Lost in Space was just one of those movies that I was old enough to see, and, you know, at the time it had semi-good effects, it was... It had stars in it that I was aware of and knew from television because of um, Friends and Party of Five. And, and, you know, like, dealt with space. Like, why wouldn't I be attracted to this? And because of its, like, theatrics and, you know, CGI and all of that stuff, of course I want to buy something like that for DVD. Yeah. And, you know, I remember turning on the DVD for the very first time. I think it was Austin Powers and you would see the animatronic menus and the interactive. And I was just like, oh, my God, my picture's future, moving. Right. What it's is happening? <laughs> I was obsessed. I was obsessed. From my understanding, those movies also came in those cardboard. That DVDs is what I was with just going to say. Yeah, with yes. the snap closer. I mean, they were very square and they were thin, but they were annoying cases. I hated them. But yeah, those are kind of what they came in. And double-sided, right? Because we didn't get the picture on the front. Usually it would like be widescreen sometime on one mm -hmm. side and the other side would be full screen or... Exactly, yeah. So yeah, that was my uh, one of my first movies that I, that, I, that I owned. I was obsessed, obsessed with the... <laughs> Uh, with just the idea of not having to rewind all the time and yes. like, it, it was it was magical <laughs> and tapes you know starting to wear down if you rewound it or whatever you know tracking so i don't have to like track and get that little line off the screen so i have this on vhs somewhere and so, of course, I could not watch it on there. You used your DVD for this? That is a brilliant and wonderful question. I'm glad you brought that up. I go to my CD case full of movies. And the app that I have, it's called My Movies. And I would register each yes. movie that I buy so I can keep track of all of my titles. Because for the most part part most of my collection doesn't have the cases i may have discussed this before i don't want to go down that lane again because it makes me cry but i don't have the cases i just have the discs and so i can't remember every title it's not in front of me and i go to look in my case and it is not there oh, i don't know what happened to it i don't know if i sold it i don't know if i pawned it i don't i have no idea of all what the happened. movies too i know right <laughs> out of all the movies and i swear i owned it so i don't know what happened to it so i don't own lost in space anymore and i had to go on streaming to watch so i actually ended up watching it on sling with Apps. okay because i was dying to ask what the graphics would look like on the dvd on your modern television too because i cannot imagine it you know what i'll give it the beginning of this movie i feel like the cgi in space might hold up a little better we'll I talk know. about it <laughs> So, as I gasp on my words, I don't even know if I can even say it. With 
intrepid, pioneering spirit, the Robinson family will journey to the distant world of Alpha Prime. What kind of future can our children look forward to? A future in paradise. The Jupiter mission, made possible by the U.S. Army and Silicon Graphics Corporation, SGI. Saving, Saving the, the future, future for, for our, our children. children. Give me a break. So, Rob, did you have any history with the original series prior to the movie? No. I mean, I knew of the show, of course, the robot and its signature <laughs> phrase. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. No, Will Robinson. Danger. I mean, that was everywhere. I knew of that. But as far as watching the show, never. Never. I mean, I don't even know what access I would have to it, to be honest, at my age. You know what? I watched it on Sci-Fi Channel of all places. Okay. It was like rerun. That's yeah. where I started watching it before the movie came out. So I was extra excited <laughs> over this modern take because I was watching these reruns going, oh my God, I love this robot in this show so much <laughs> that when they said a movie, oh, the I was closest obsessed. I got was Gremlins when he went to that convention <laughs> and the robot was in the background. That's all I've got. <laughs> John, get the hell out of there. Monsters, get the hell out of there. Which, by the way, Rob, this is, I mean, it has to do with the original robot, but I had recently saw a video where that robot went through hell in a handbasket. It was sold, restored, stripped, restored, put here, put there, became robots and other things. Like, that history alone, Radical Ones, if you want a weird history of an item, of a memorabilia, the robot, strange journey. (laughs) Going on that, the original, of course, three seasons, very campy 60s bright happy and then we get the movie where totally get it it's the dark gritty side of space this was definitely the 90s and rob i feel like we were in the time of movie adaptations i wrote this down brady bunch adam's family the flintstones wild west beverly hillbillies you know all of that and we still never got a jetsons movie never crazy right out of all of that jetsons still couldn't be made but we got lost in space but no jetsons no happy family jetsons at all so (laughs) sure there we go we get lost in space 1998 a matter of fact it started filming april 3rd of 1997 so this episode is dropping two days before april 3rd so happy future anniversary to yeah this happy anniversary huh. let's talk the cast really quickly you mentioned that there was a lot of well-known people yes for me well known you know i don't know how many people pay attention to pop culture <laughs> that well but i pretty much knew the entire cast on that poster i mean they're all familiar to me and i've seen them in previous stuff prior to this movie but yeah i think it's a great cast of well-known folks that it, it really is <laughs> this is a time capsule honestly because if you looked at on paper and you see heather graham yeah. mimi rogers william hurt lacy you know i'm gonna say her name wrong shabat 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 matt leblanc and gary mm-hmm. oldman like you see these names and you're like wow this was definitely a part of 90s history and even yeah. you're taking people like Heather Graham and Matt LeBlanc, and I feel like you want to see them funny usually. Yes. You know, they're they're playing these very serious. Matter of fact, we're going to get into it, but I feel like Matt might have been miscast a little in this role because he takes it to, I'm not going to be funny.
funny in a way, I think. But it's so funny to see these names and then go back and watch this movie. So let's talk about Matt really quick. Okay. All right. Major Don West. <laughs> You're coming with us. Out of the question, I am a doctor, not a space explorer. No. What you are is a murderous saboteur. And I am not leaving you on this ship so you can do more harm than you've already caused. Give me an excuse to kill you. So Matt did only one other movie before this. This was his second big film. And before, like, his very first movie was Ed. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Yes. I know, right? So he did Ed. And then he does this. Now, okay. So During Friends, by the way. Yeah, during Friends, yes. I mean, why not? He had to, right? Courtney had already gotten her break. Jennifer was already making movies. Like, it was time. It was time. Like, I think almost everybody had a movie by now, except for him. It, it was his turn. So he's making it work. He's going back and forth. As a matter of fact, they say from the U.S. to England to film this. Yeah. So I I thought Matt looked really good in this. Oh, I yeah. he definitely fits a rebel pilot. Like, I don't follow the rules. I, you know, I know what's best, but I have like a big heart. Like, I think he fit all of that. I don't know if there was a pilot in the the um, series or was it just the family? Yeah, actually they recast it name for name, character for character. His original okay. counterpart, which I love this, they gave cameos to the majority of the original cast, was that older gentleman in the beginning who introduces him oh, as fun. Don. Okay. So that's, fun. yeah, the, the pilot in the original. Do you know Professor Robinson? By reputation only. Your father's battle strategies were required reading at the academy. What can you tell me about the Jupiter mission, Major? Figured the mom was also the grandma. She was the principal. The woman on the... Oh, she wasn't the grandma. I clearly was not listening. So that was a principal? That was a principal. And she, yes, oh, she's the I original thought that was mother. the grandmother. I was not listening. We have the daughters as reporters in the scene. Oh, there's a blonde reporter, right. older lady, and there's a brunette. She's the other daughter, Penny. One more question, Professor. Now that the mission's been pushed up, how do your children feel about leaving the Earth behind? They couldn't be more excited. The robot's the original voice. Love that. Love that. That I could tell for sure. So, I mean, you'll have to tell me why he was miscast. But for me, I I felt that the character that was written, I think Matt played him well. And I think the times where he needed to be sort of tough or show that he was the bronze of the group stood out. It was the way that he was combating and all of this. Stuff. So I felt all of that. And as far as the comic relief, he obviously was the funnier person. I like, like if I laughed yeah, out loud, yeah, if you were to pick somebody. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, not to say that, it, but I, I, you will have to tell me, I think anybody could play this role. Like there's not oh, nothing. Yeah specific about him so why not cast somebody who's pretty popular i mean honestly believe me i don't mind only because oh my god 1998 i thought he was the cat's meow in this movie because you know i'm famously i don't know if the radical ones know this i was not a friends person so Mm. my matt was seeing him in this and then of course then charlie's angels and stuff so like penny's whole scene later like that whole winking scene i was taken As part of her enslavement, the brave young space captive, Penny Robinson, is forced to utilize her dazzling technical expertise. Identify yourself, soldier. West, Major. United Global Space Force requesting permission to see the prisoner. Proceed, Major West. Ooh! 
That was so great, even though like he kind of knew better. But at the same time, like I'll I'll just give her a little tease. Give well, us the tease. other thing too. It's like even though he was just kind of this recluse, like he knew how to be friendly. He was friendly with Blarb, and he was friendly with you know Will. Like he kind of understood. I mean, he had a really big like um, moral you know aspect yeah, with- to like friendship and stuff like he went to go save his friend like he's he's very kind-hearted right so he knew what he was doing she obviously set him up he was a yes man and yes and 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 complete you know played the part go proceed and then he gave her a wink like sure it's not a big thing to me but i noticed this time around rewatching. i think he's miscast only because i think that he was trying too hard not to add that comedy even to the comedy parts sure Like, he could have been a little looser with it. But you know what? I love it because, again, this is a time capsule in time. And I have seen this movie so many times that they're all ingrained with one another. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. But I'll tell you what, if anybody, what do you think about William Hurt as John Robinson? Because honestly, I summed up this character this time around as, what does he say? I wrote it down. I love you, wife. That is him. I love you, wife. That is how he is in this movie. I get it. You're a workaholic scientist. You are trying to save the future. But I also think he might have been a little miscast. He plays it perfectly as written on paper. Dedicated to the job. Scientist. Yes, I'll do it. I'm going to make that fair. But to be like the lead in the second act, I think he's a little dry at things. You get a C in paternal expression, but an A per effort. I'm doing the best I can. Let's get an A in this. Sweet dreams. See you So I wonder if little things like that might have helped the reputation of the movie. I still love it as a cult classic or whatever we would call it now. But what do you think about him? William Hurt is obviously a great actor. I don't think that they gave him material to show his potential or yeah. his range. Um, the character that was written for him, I think it was a little too on the nose We've seen absentee fathers here in the Hollywood, you know, zeitgeist where, you know, there's characters always having these dads pick work over their family and I need to provide or whatever. Sometimes you may even see fathers who prefer science over like love and tenderness and all that stuff. My thing with this particular character is that he just seemed so oblivious but managed to have so much love that he created three of them right i would think by the second child you would know if you really want to be around family or just put your you know time into work by the third kid i'm sorry (laughs) like you either are a bad parent or you're not and it just seemed like they all came from the stork and they were like well i'll just have three kids I mean, we did get one little hint that they still they have laid together three times. 
it just didn't make sense that he was so blatantly unaware of his absence in these kids' lives. When you don't know how to hug your child before, mm. remember when they went before they went into cryo sleep, he had no idea how to even hug his kid. Why do you have three of them? Unless an incident happened and you really don't want to be around your kids. And what usually happens is there's a death in the family and they put all of their energy into work. That wasn't the case. This was a very loving, supporting family. And he still was just like, I don't know my kid, even though he's the smartest kid in the world. He ain't as smart as me. I don't care. Like, Shut up about your invention, your time capsule, your time thing. <laughs> but I think there are fathers who still love their kids when they go home, yet they still put all their stuff into work. He was so bland and just bland. so stoic that they just they just hit it on the nose. Like they needed him to be boring or just literally like, I just want to discover things. And all, of, you know, like I get it. He was saving the world, but th- like, it, well, that's you know, the thing like in 10 years. So in 10 years, that's his countdown in his head that like, or 10 years is maybe just the journey, but enough time that there's going to be no, no one could live on this planet anymore. So this is what's keeping him away from his family. Like, I guess it's so drastic, but uh. I just, just think that he could have been written as someone who is I mean there were hints that he was trying to like I know I haven't been around yes. blah 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 but the minute the moment left he was like Psh, gotta go like we'll talk later it's it's just a little too easy for him but I think they needed this character to be so far on the left that right. he is presented with like love your kid or freaking die I mean like it, it just it was just too extreme and it just didn't have to be that so I personally did not like the character so you know spoilers when the ship blew up yeah 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 his yeah. reaction to his entire family dying was the worst acting i've ever seen in the 90s i just did not understand his I reaction never realized how bad it was you know as a kid watching this you're right rob i was just like wait did he just he saw that right <laughs> He's like, we're going back in time, I guess. That's what so he figured. This, this has nothing to do with the actor. It's just the character I just don't think no, I agree. its best ability. You know what it is? I feel like a lot of times with these movie adaptations, they're trying so hard to make it gritty. And sometimes I don't think it has to be that way. Because, you know, the original family, it might be like the Brady Bunch now, but they all kind of got along. They would say they were dull too, right? Like a family that everyone gets along like, oh, everything's wonderful. But uh, I think that they try too much to make everyone a little angsty. This mission sucks. I don't want to leave early. You know, I don't, I don't want to go at all. We will discuss this at dinner. For the last three years, I've missed everything. Training so I could spend the next ten years missing everything else. I'm not staying home for dinner. I'm going out to see my friends. Penny. I'm going out to say goodbye to my entire life. Penny, I need you here tonight. You know, it's just like, you know, this is what makes things gritty. Give them a little angst. Give them this, this, and that. But along those lines, we have Dr. Smith, of course, played by Gary Oldman. And in the original one, he is just this campy, amazing thespian of the arts. Like, he's this over-the-top, character and him and will he calls him william in the show in in the show too like they develop a kind of like friendship and he kind of does care about you know this kid in this family in a way he's always scheming but he's always nice this one takes him completely this way to this really villainous even down to the again like rob said spoiler that spider version of him oh which by the way used to scare me as a kid i don't now i'm like oh (laughs) 
<laughs> so was was Dr. Smith a stowaway as well, or he was part of the crew as far as medic or something? It was the same thing. He was a stowaway. He was supposed to set, you know, he set up the robot to destroy the family. But over time, he kind of just, I guess, because you're lost every, you know, you're going to be lost forever. He kind you of just, just went along with things. So like I said, if there's always a chance for him to get ahead or something, he would do it. But he would never like outright kill this family or, or whatnot like that. So over the top villain too you need i guess <laughs> i think with the context of a 90 minute movie versus a series that promotes growth it would be very difficult for them to really pick like a specific mission or planet and just kind of go through the motions but you need a villain right, right? dad do you hear something like the drip 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 of blood you really need to shut up I think it made sense to make Dr. Smith a villain. I was trying really hard to listen at, to his reasoning for wanting to disrupt this mission. I think he just would rather have, it was like the Thanos syndrome, right? Like I did he, I think he just wanted the half the population to like die so we can like regroup instead of just moving. Um, it seemed that his group that he was working for had different plans instead of like, going to another planet to live right right like they they called him did they say something about he was a terrorist is that what they called him or something like that not division but addition i can't remember what the organization was but he yeah it was some kind of group that just didn't want this mission to go to go ahead but they betrayed him they double crossed him yeah yes and it was just easy as hell for them to do that which i I, for me i think that he had the most growth in the whole movie because he was self-loathing himself and then decided to sort of like terminate that side of hatred for himself he just he mentioned at the end there was a lot of self-loathing and so i was always angry all the time and so the worst part of me is me and like I'm just gonna get rid of that and then just become this like godlike thing. Never fear, Smith is here. <laughs> Two decades of agony taught me the error of my ways. But you, Doctor, your crude ambition fills me with self-loathing, you see. I have looked within me, and what I see is you! <laughs> I never liked me anyway. Hmm. There was a lot of growth with him, not to the positive side, but he obviously transformed more than anybody else in the movie, in my opinion. See, had they left it as him being that creature, but also honestly his protector actually saying, like, I hated how how I became, like I realize now, and then mm-hmm. have the character grow that way. Mm-hmm. In these, by the way, it was it was three movies everyone was signed up for. So they planned oh. out two more movies after this. I mean, the possibilities are <laughs> endless. I mean, I'm I'm assuming the series basically just went from galaxy to galaxy and, you know, tried to find their way home through going through all of it. We're lost, aren't we? I mean, they definitely had a lot of opportunity, right? But yeah. to me, it comes down to the family that is taking us through this journey. And I'm sorry, like most of them had no business being there. <laughs> there was no purpose for them all. <laughs> The only thing that they did was just show us what a nuclear family would would look like. And this is the preferred way of of having a family is 2.3 kids and 
they laid down three times, like we found out. You know, and a, and a mother and father who were still together. I, they did not need, but I get it. They needed to recast each cast member, so you needed to have these many kids. But, like, they didn't give them anything to do. No, you know what? There's this whole deleted subplot where there is some deleted videos, too, actually, it online. explains it. Explains it for sure. Character Blarb, Blarb, yeah. I want to say, which Rob is actually the equivalent of in the original series. They had this actually a monkey and they put okay. like, it had like rabbit ears on it. It was supposed to be this thing. I think I wrote it down. Debbie. Yes. Debbie the Bloop was the name of the monkey. So this was okay. the equivalent of Debbie. There was this whole subplot where Penny finds the future version of this creature, which makes so much sense, Rob, because the pacing to me in the second half is a little off. And this explains, I think, adding to it, it would have at least built up more of the plot other than the women on the, the Jupiter 2, and then all of a sudden, bam, they're dead, or bam, they're taken off. You know, like, that plot, I wish we would have gotten more of that. Tell me again, old monster, how did the girls die? We've been over this before, son. In all the years since, the spiders have never resurfaced. Why? Let's forget the past. Yeah, it was good to know that there was a deleted scene because they disappear for a very long time. Disappear? And after a while, like, I was like, why? What are they doing? And I understand there's no reason for them to come out, you know? Like, you want to protect the women. But, like, again, they have value on the ship and what they do if they were given something to do. But, unfortunately, you know, Lacey was just representing what every teenage girl feels Lacey. and there was nothing else. So. But you know what? Honestly, this is traumatizing. Tell anybody, especially a teen, that you are losing 10 years of your life. And a matter of fact, you're going in the future where you don't even know what is happening, where you are, what's going to be there. Like, Well, this was his solution um, from being an absentee father. It's like, <laughs> yeah. look at me. I'm spending time with my family now. Isn't this what you wanted? We're going to leave for 10 years. <laughs> okay, and we'll be sleeping the whole entire time, but 10 years together. But her big thing which i guess really foreshadowed youtube is penny's little diary at the time as a kid i was so taken with that little invention that she had and i was like oh she's so cool now you you watch the movie again and you go oh my god Lacey's little voice oh my <laughs> no it just takes you out <laughs> you can't sit with us <laughs> this is a connection for rob because he loves horror movies, of course, and Batman, <laughs> Batman Forever. So the director of this movie directed A Nightmare 5 mm -hmm. and yes, Predator 2. Yep. And did you see the writer of Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, and the screenplay writer for Practical Magic and I Am Legend wrote this movie. So there's a lot there. Those are, those are movies that I enjoy all of them. Of course, you could say some people say Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, but I enjoy those movies. <laughs> so it had the potential to be a hit, I feel like. Oh, for sure. And it, it made its money back and a little bit more for, you know, but I think critics just kind of, of course, so that so that brings us to did you like this movie? I do, but is it only because of nostalgia, Rob? But even nostalgic wise, you like this movie. When was the last time you ever thought or watched this? 
probably 1999. No, actually, no. Um, 19? <laughs> shoot. Maybe not past 2002, probably. But I watched it so many times that first year on VHS that I feel like I probably thought I knew a lot of it, but... Mm. I see. So you do like the movie. If I looked at this on paper and I didn't have, you know, the memories of actually seeing this, where I saw it, the feeling, you know, the commercials, all of that, I don't think it holds up. But I did get something out of it. Like, I was like, okay, yes, I I think it's nostalgia. That's really, that's it. It's clogging everything. What about you, Rob? So for me, I honestly did not like it this time around. The movie did not keep my my attention unfortunately and i was looking for certain things that would remind me a little bit of nostalgia even with the actors that were picked for this film but i just think there was a little bit of poor direction on what they wanted to do with this gigantic family and you know some of the characters were written a little bad and as far as like the cgi and like the technology and all the visuals that we got i i didn't mind that stuff i mean those those are a those are 90s effects right i feel like i read something recently they they said even at the time like siskel and ebert the, the effects were cheesy but i remember that robot scene with the spiders in the hallway and will in that the hologram thing the hol- yeah yeah no, the no. hologram was so cool at the time and it looked really good as a kid or whatever the hell i was at this time i didn't mind the suits i thought the suits were were cool and yeah the suits yeah i I liked i liked the suits they were in and yes the the design of this the you know the smith spider wasn't bad and like i got it it did remind me a lot of tech from like jason x which doesn't really say much about <laughs> jason x but oh it God. reminded me so, just just what was displayed on their computer screens just the gelatin like you know visuals oh, that you would yes. see on computer screens from way back in the day i just thought that was all so funny what about that when they're on the planet though and there's those bubbles and it's growing yeah. bigger it's just so yeah it's a little blobby right oh shit a boy of your intelligence should never swear. I think Blarb was decent. I preferred the puppet grown-up Blarb than the CGI one. Funny with that, Rob, they actually used a puppet for a smaller version for a, a little while. And then they decided to, of course, at the time, what do they do? This is the year before um, The Phantom Menace. Everything has to be digital now, like these creatures, which I get it. It's exciting to see this creature jump and change colors, but the color changing definitely looks a little rough yeah especially but you believe that they're interacting with something sometime yes i will tell you what i don't believe is the adr is that what it's called the voice and the dubbing in some sections are atrocious (laughs) especially i found out the adult william that actor his voice is dubbed by the way with an american yes because yes jared harris i jared harris thank you i forget what countries he's from but yes definitely haven't you made the doorway too small not for me but then i'm not going am i spiders didn't kill the girls it was you I just never let myself see it. You kept me alive because you needed me. 
Because I could build this for you. The original Will from the series, Rob, wanted to play adult Will. He was the same, the right age at the time. A matter of fact, him and the original Dr. Smith were the ones that were most excited about them doing a movie version of the series. But both ended up not being because they both wanted to play the original characters. He said, I will not play anyone but Dr. Smith, my <laughs> character. And it's perfect for the, the actor and the character because he would be like that but i totally get why they wouldn't use the original kid they said it would be a little confusing for people but yes. if you're gonna dub this actor's voice over to anyway like there's something that was disjointed i think you know with that but there are a few great things in the movie i think rob honestly as much as there is differences i do think the cameos of the majority of the cast even down to the robot which i love the original robot's design i matter of fact i had like a an alarm as in the 90s a little alarm nice. that would go off and it would go danger danger will robinson whatever i love that we get the that cool 90s robot but then even then the future one that will rebuild looks like the original robot oh well no stop robot do you remember me do you remember what i taught you about friendship i need you to help us now robot because we're friends Logic error. Friendship does not compute. Just forget logic. Act with your heart. Robot has no heart. Robot is powered by a fusion pulse generator. Every living thing has a heart. My programming has been modified to remove all emotion. Any attempts to override command protocols may result in fusing my neural net. Please, Robot. If you don't let us go, we're all gonna die. So I'm asking you now, will you help us? Will you be my friend? The way that the ship breaks away at the beginning, it's the original Jupiter 2 look, and then it comes into this 90s one. So I gotta say, there are loving homages, which I think a lot of remakes don't do. Oh, by the way, did you see, I call him Morgan now from Walking Dead in the beginning. Is that him? Is that Morgan? I looked at it, it's him, and he is oh, putting wow. on a voice is that man putting on in this movie. Like I was like, wow, Morgan. This is Ranger 1. Engines will not respond. Don, I'm falling towards the hypergate, man. Breaking thrusters won't fire. No, I didn't realize that was him. That's funny. I love that. That villain, tell me that was not 90s Captain Planet tech villain in the beginning with that mohawk and the tattoos on the face. I was just like, ah, oh, uh, yeah. whatever. But yeah, very first contact. <laughs> There's a question from this whole time, Rob, that I've had for years. So they're about to leave, right? They have this going away slash you know they're packing up their boxes did they clean that house up from the party or did they leave before they <laughs> went off into space that is my question i'm sure they cleaned up <laughs> because would you like your last night on earth and you're about to blast off in the, a few hours i'm like they're leaving this house in a state of mess i think they think they're gonna open a museum for them you know they saved earth you teach your kids <laughs> good manners that's what you do you teach them good manners and <laughs> you clean up after yourself i want to know does matt have Good game. That's one cold fish I'd love to thaw. Huh? 
I'm not gonna make it over for dinner tonight, Dad. You know what? I would have been so desperate, I would have said yes. Because he, like, again, no, he was, he was charming. He was charming. That was right. He was trying to sleep with her the entire time. There was no, like, long game, you know, <laughs> tortoise, you know, hair situation. Like, he was just so fast with it. Like, we're both considering age. None of us are married. Like... <laughs> It, it, we should be doing it. And then he you know, had her kiss immediately is just like. <laughs> now that I think about it. Now that I think about this it. smart woman to just cow, like, just be smitten. I mean, eventually he grew on she her. Was, right? She thing. was. <laughs> she, she basically was testing the waters, just being like, you know, like, if you keep trying, you know, it's all Aaliyah. If I put up with this long enough, maybe I'll just fall in love with you. No, you're right, she Rob. She just didn't want to make it easy. She just really didn't want to make it. It just can't be that easy. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not I'm not just going to do it just because you're, like, looking like you do. But that's the truth. It was the wink, Rob. You're right. I'm blinded by the wink because, in hindsight, you're right. He started with not knowing that that was, you know, the doctor's daughter, which is sh a shocking because wouldn't this family be famous, I'm assuming? They Weird. would be talking about Weird. this family. Anyway, Weird. you're right, actually. He was doing it a little too hard. But can we just talk about how, what year was this supposed to take place in the future? The original one, by the way, was 1997. It took place in. So this one, whatever year this is, how is it that Looney Tunes survived? I know, right? Like, everybody uh, still loves Looney Tunes. Well, because of who made it? I don't know. I don't think it they It had were. to have been because that, that romantic scene, our one romantic scene in the movie, I guess besides the, the one with, you know, our parents, is them talking about Porky Pig, Bugs Bunny, and what saves them at the end of the movie to find the ship. Freaking Daffy Duck. People <laughs> in the, back in the day used to put signs in the sky for them to follow. Like, oh my god, so... Their own inside joke, you know. So those sailors found familiar shapes in the stars to make the skies seem more friendly and to help them find their way home. That's how the constellations were born. Porky the wise and mighty pig. The great big-eared bunny. Bugs. As a kid, hey, I loved it all. I fell for it. I loved the robot scene. I cried for the robot when he died, even though Will was in control. But then the robot still had a, a mind of its own, but then Will could control it. Well, yeah, it's the conscience of 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 the robot. They just transferred it into something else. We we got a very morbid sort of outcome when we find out that, you know, they traveled somewhere into the future to see themselves and and what their lives would look like if they didn't get their act together. And it was mostly centered on the attention and love that, you know, Will was giving his son. And mm -hmm. that young Will was just so disjointed from his family, the loss of his, you know, women in his life, and this dad who doesn't give a crap about him, he literally falls into the hands of Dr. Smith being like, oh, he's my Perfect. boy now. Perfect. Like that, and he looks at him with such admiration when they were together. You know, he's like, do you think I did all this alone? And he's like, I was the father he never had. And I'm like, is really his absence really this, like, devastating to where it just like that was some very heavy stuff to have to like deal with was it a lot of dr smith i guess basically 
what's that? Is it Stockholm Syndrome? Was he like all these years going, they left you. They left you, my boy. I'm sure it just comes down to, you know, like nobody's here for you. I am. It's very cultish. He was definitely manipulated. So it made sense that they formed a bond, um, which was easily broken. It didn't take but two seconds for him to be like, you're (laughs) You're using me. I built this whole thing for you. And I'm like, you're supposed to be the smart one, Will. Come on. What is happening? He just wanted a daddy so bad. I appreciated the villain because Gary Oldman obviously played sort of this butt of the joke. I'm going to get thrown around. Nobody respects me. And then he gets this God complex, but he still levels up to his villainy. And the stakes are kind of high with him behind the helm, you know, just doing what he does. And even though he had all the things stacked up against him, he still find a way to be the villain. And I can appreciate that. You do love a good villain, right? You At least you get a villain at the end of the, the movie. Since we're in the ending there, that whole part where, you know, you see them going back in time. Oh, this was this part. This was when he throws Dr. Smith. How did he know he was going to end up in the flame? part of that portal and not just go through that damn portal and do his spider eggs all over the place there just it was just the way that he was angled i mean it is what it is maybe yeah i don't know (laughs) and then you mentioned it earlier the reaction to the, the explosion but what about even when he gets there and they're literally gonna explode in in a second in the original version it was Maureen Robinson sp- said something and they explode in one second later. She says the same thing and then all of a sudden we get 10 minutes of Will seeing, you know, f- his mother and his sisters and all that. I'm like, get the hell off this damn planet. <laughs> oh. Dad! <laughs> Dad, it worked! It worked! With us! I can't! Only enough power for one person, one trip, remember? Well? It's good to see you again, Mom. It's good to see you all. Take care of them, Will. Don't forget me. He sacrificed everything for his family. Dad. I'm glad you came back. I just want you to know I love you, son. I love you very much. Since this was going to have sequels, Rob, how in the world, in the hell, would you ever trust Dr. Smith again? Never in my life would I leave him alone, knowing that he tried to kill them, not once, but he kills them in the future, and then... All of this, like, I don't see how the it would have worked. This is what I found interesting about Gary Oldman. And again, his character, to me, had the best growth or growth that they decided to show us. So you mentioned in the original, you know, they learn to like each other, you know, even though they're kind of enemies. It's sort of that love-hate relationship thing. There was yeah. a scene in this movie that I actually really appreciated. And again, it made him so complex, even because, again, like I said, he was just sort of like a dorky villain who didn't really have much power. And then he eventually got into it in his own way. But if he was, I mean, he even called himself evil. He's evil recognizes evil. But right when him and young Will 
went through the bubble and he sees Lacey Chabert's like video diary and he prevents young Will from seeing those gravestones. And I think that right there is like, no matter how evil you are, you do not subject a child to that. And, you know, at the end of the day, he didn't want the boy to die when the bubble was absorbing and expanding. Like there is a good side to him. He just wanted his own. That's he just wanted his power. And that's where his evil came from. But he's not cold he's not like that heartless and the fact that he protected him from seeing that shows that it's not just pure evil dr smith what did you find come along son no time to dawdle come on let's move along follow your father's signal william there's a good boy come on So I think eventually you would see a, a Dr. Smith become someone that can be trusted. Okay, so this is so funny. I love that you brought up those were the two points. And even the part when he was gives run young William with the whole yeah. thing. I used, I used to look at those two as, oh my God, he really does care for them. And then this time, for whatever reason it was, something clicked in my head and went, oh my God, no, he needed William first off. So he needed him for the time machine to begin with because this whole plan would have played out. And maybe he didn't want him to see the graves because he was going to play out the same exact way and he was going to kill them just like he ends up killing them in, in this time period too so i had that chilling thought this time but i would have preferred i prefer it as that's like you're saying so i i I hope i hope because rob it says according to the writer the never produced sequel would have featured the arrival of the jupiter 2 at the alpha prime area that they were supposed to be making it to so that was going to be in the second one and they were going to find out that it was already colonized by the global sedation which is that sedation was the name Okay. Yes, we were looking for earlier. So that's how that one was going to end. And I guess we would have gotten the third one. That never happened. Of course, we never got the sequel. Rob said it did do well for a little while. It actually was called the iceberg that sunk the Titanic's rain for a little (laughs) while. Isn't that crazy of all the things? It was the top spot for the previous 15 weeks at the time, the Titanic. And then this one took number one finally. So it was the iceberg. Maybe it was an iceberg in more ways than one though (laughs) it's you know some of the films that you mentioned earlier about you know this being this era of adaptations it's it's a very difficult thing especially to take a tv show to movies and then just have it play out you know some work some don't but for the majority i mean think about like george of the jungle got like sequels. they got sequels but like were they theatrical no did it have the same people no um speed racer didn't get one i mean they try and amp up the technology to make it so advanced and so modern and yet you lose sort of like the essence of what the show did for some people and i think also you know i i I don't know there's just something about longevity i maybe 
they're they're probably thinking long game, but for some reason it's just not translating to make me want to see it. Like I said, there was no reason for Penny. I just like if you don't give her something to do, why is she cast? Why do you have five airtime? tie in at it the time? Just, right? It just didn't give me a reason to continue to root for these guys, especially with this dad being so boring. Like I don't need him to be the head of the family, and he's just he's not funny. He's there's no dad jokes. He's just this boring he's person. Dry, dry, and you know like he. He's definitely smart and has experience, but like young Will could pretty much take you smart wise in a couple of years. Genius. Like what, Genius. what is your, like, I just didn't understand the purpose of the dad or the mom. It just, there was not enough family interaction for me to care to see what happens to them. Now, when we get to my recommendations, you know, like I'll give you some stuff, but like, if you even look at today's Star Trek that has come out, right. And a lot of people have their mixed feelings about that whole series, but I appreciate it because especially that first movie too was the really first good. one is fantastic. That crew is a family. That is the dynamic that should have been in Lost in Space, and we didn't get yes, that. Yes, Rob. Yes, a family that actually likes each other. Yeah. I mean, yes, at the end of the day, yes, they all hug and love, and they're so thrilled to be alive. But that's the last end of the movie. It seems like this unconditional love based on blood and. I'm not saying they hate each other, but they're, the dynamic just didn't match. Like, of course, the dad is, doesn't want any of his kids to die, but did he actually have any scenes with them? Like, I don't even think there was a family dinner within this whole movie. It just no, did he's not make worked sense. In. Yeah. So I the, the one thing I thought was a really cute sibling moment was when Will walks past Penny and goes, Breathe. Breathe, Penny. Breathe. Like that that's whole a cute entire scene is everything. And just even Yeah, that's you're right. That whole scene yeah, that's the that movie. Scene, even when he even when LeBlanc goes to talk to Old Man, he's like, put this on, and he's like, Give me a reason, I will shoot you. And he gives him that look, like, give me like that whole thing was it for me. Like, I loved that. All of that interaction in that five minutes was gold but everything else it's whatever and i am a sucker for an abandoned ship or an abandoned something that you don't know what happened on it i do love those plots so i i'm a sucker for that but i after that part of the movie i think it it, it turns into something i rather it not like i i would have liked the different endings yeah so so the the only scene unfortunately that gave me like the biggest smile was the end credit and hearing that dance remix song of the, the title. See, I, I played Wasn't it that a single song. too? Like, I think yeah, you had that single. on Hell yeah, it was a single. <laughs> I mean, I bought the CD because whatever. But like that song, I was, I played that song so many times when I was so younger. And I completely forgot about this song until it played at the end. And I was like, okay, this is the best part of the movie. I <laughs> just love that end. song. That's what I took from Lost in Space was this song. That's what that's what I got from it. So good. It was such a how do you attach oh, a banger like that to something so like completely opposite of what they were doing? It just it yeah. should have started with that or something. But again, it they wanted to make it so serious and this is yeah, everything's serious now. Like this can't be campy. I think it could have been campy. Like Charlie's Angels, like a few years later. Give yeah. it a little camp. Give it a little camp. Speaking of music, that's great. I know. Really quickly, I haven't, and it's going on its third and last season now, but 
had you any interest or seen anything of the Netflix series of Lost now, in Space? It was on my to-do list. I had it on cue. Same. I was actually prepared to give it a chance because of how movies and TV shows are made today. Like there's a little bit more thought process in the story. So maybe we get a tighter family, whatever, but I still didn't turn it on. I have no idea. I've not watched one episode. And matter of fact, it's just coming out, I think, perfect timing for news or whatever it is. But it has a f- an ending, evidently, because that's one of the other things that you don't want to start, an, especially a Netflix show that does not have an ending. I'm still upset about Glow yeah. for anyone out there. <laughs> there was also, Rob, a failed CWWB pilot that was oh, made as well wow. that was like... 2000s-esque so this there's something with this show it keeps coming but it i guess because it lasts now potential it, it's it's sort of the answer well not the answer but it's just a a substitute for star trek right like there's just so mm. many different possibilities that this family could go through you know it's not like gilligan's island when they're just on the one island like this family can go anywhere they want you know, Swiss Family Robinson stuck on the island, but this right. family could go land of the lost they stuck. Want. <laughs> stuck. Yeah, I mean that land was big. They could have, you know, seen a lot of stuff, but you know, the exploration of it all was exactly like Star Trek, and it just comes down to the crew it comes down to the family and i think as a series this possibly could have worked because like they did expense on there they had the 100 like it's it's possible it it's not it's not something that they couldn't get away with but again you would still be appealing to a younger audience for me i just think this show is too old to really adapt to anything and that in a way i'm sorry to say like it, it reminds me a little bit of dark shadows future like it's just hard to adapt it it's too old and i don't think today people are gonna be open to that stuff netflix is trying to against i don't know yeah i i just i they need to just make it a soap opera i don't care for it to be a movie or anything i want a soap opera i want monsters and humans to literally be coexisting and just give me an authentic soap opera i would love it to death if they did that i really you know would. it's gonna I be a movie under- again oh, i don't God. understand why they can't just make it a soap that sh- i just want that cheesy stuff to just i want the twist i want the dumb storylines i want all of it why can't they just make it a soap it would be so good because everything has to be edgy and dark yeah, and cool and, and, and space now radical ones rob mentioned he has some recommendations for us based on this film Rob's recommendations. All right. So you guys know the drill. I'm going to give you some movies. Some will help sort of feed that thirst you've had if you enjoyed Lost in Space. But then I also have movies that might be a bit better than what you experienced with this. So if you did happen to like Lost in Space... I do recommend The Fifth Element. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yeah. Is in this one as well. It definitely gives the space odyssey thing. And there's a lot of wonder and great makeup and effects to complement how space in the future looks. So I would give that a try if you haven't seen it. I am also going to say for the 90s nostalgic, this is also a very blue, gritty sort of like 
drama-esque, but kind of action-y Demolition Man. I saw that in the movie theaters. <laughs> yeah, so did I. Um, I really enjoyed <laughs> Demolition Man and, you know, cryosleep, wake up in the future. All of the <laughs> elements are present and they have great stars in it from when it came out. So it's star-studded. And yeah, so Demolition Man, definitely watch that. That is Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Then I will say... It's between one or two movies, but I'm going to say this Journey to the Center of the Earth. Okay. And I think because of its exploration of a new land, a new planet, and just sort of making it out, not really being able to return home at the time, you know, I feel that with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Under the Helm with these two kids serves a little bit better on chemistry than I got from this family. Uh, So that is what I would recommend if you enjoyed Lost in Space. Now, if you did not like Lost in Space, these are movies that you should watch instead. First, Serenity. Serenity is fantastic. And everything that you did not receive in this space odyssey of Lost in Space, you are guaranteed to get it in Serenity. It is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Based on a television yeah, so crazy. show, yeah, that whole yeah, a failed one, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So definitely watch Serenity. I am also going to say you should hang with this Robinson family instead of Lost in Space Robinsons. Meet the Robinsons. Disney's Meet the Robinsons. They are a better Robinson family than you will <laughs> yeah, ever see. Yeah. Okay. And I'm telling you right now, people still have no idea what this movie is. Watch Meet the Robinsons immediately. Um, My last recommendation, I am going to say Soldier with Kurt Russell. Not many people know about this one, but it is a futuristic, I want to say post-apocalyptic, but it's got Kurt Russell sort of playing this soldier i don't know if he's brainwashed i don't think he was a robot it's been a minute it's been a minute but i love the effects i love the cast i love the story i just think this movie gives more of that space element that lost in space unfortunately did not do and it's a movie that many people may not know about so i recommend that honorable mentions as i said earlier george of the jungle because of its adaptation from an older television show. The movie surpasses the show in flying colors. Georgia Jungle is amazing. And flying bodies, torsos. Flying hair, flying shirts, flying all of it. (laughs) I had that Um, VHS tape too, and let me just say there was a certain part. (laughs) Um, The last one that I want to mention honorably is Super Mario Brothers. The live action movie, I think, gave the same sort of tone that we got in Lost in Space, and it didn't translate well either, but again... I think that this movie deserves an honorable mention because they tried to adapt something from its colorful originality and made it a little bit grittier. So it might work either way. Watch Super Mario Brothers. So, Radical Ones, we are just beginning a huge month. This month is 
extremely long. We have five episodes, two Thundercats, and we have Rob coming back to do a movie that I have not seen since its original airing on TV called Camp Chumbawamba or something like that. I can't even say the name right. <laughs> we gonna if do we this, had did our summer event and you didn't do Jason, this probably would have <gasps> been on your list. Yes, it honestly, summer camp, the original first summer camp, totally. Camp Chokamanga. <laughs> so I have absolutely no idea what this movie is. I mean, I've seen the, you know, the box art when I worked at the video store, but I never touched it. It just looked so bad to me. So we'll see how this one goes. I can't imagine. Made for TV movie. So many 90s TV stars are in this movie and it's available on YouTube, Radical Ones, because that's how we're watching it because the DVD is out of print, of course, and mm -hmm. goes for a fortune. So YouTube, it will be. That being said, Rob, where can the lovely people find you when you're not hanging out over here? Uh, I do have an Instagram page, uh, Rob the Movie Geek or Rob or, or the Unique Geek, but uh, Rob the Movie Geek, all one word on Instagram. Um, I periodically uh, post movie reviews um it may go through a revamp of some sorts here pretty soon but um right now you can kind of look at the progression that i've done from from the beginning of 2023 reviewing uh every movie that i watch whether it's a rewatch or a uh first time and the links will be in the description box below, as well as the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, one word, on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on TikTok, and we've been asking every episode two if you have a free moment of time, and you are on Apple, and you're listening to us on there. If you want to click on our show page and leave us a review with a star, or stars, plural, please, hopefully, and a review, we would appreciate that so much to help grow the show. Rob, I'm so glad that we spoke about we're get, we're doing a lot of 90s movies this month by the way. We're doing Lost in Space, Leprechaun 2 and Camp Chunkamonga. Chump <laughs> Can't wait for that one. So Giving your 90s, and I'm glad to retouch this Lost in Space with you because it's yeah, been excellent so choice. Long, so, yeah, long, so. all right, <laughs> bye bye, everybody. Take care, bye bye. I'm accessing the Proteus star maps. Here we go again, targeting Alpha Prime. I hope. Initiate now. Cool. <laughs>